Welcome to Real Love Stories, episode number three. This is with Vicki and Murray Lynn, and they are an absolutely beautiful, fun, loving couple. Um, and they really break it down in this episode. They give so many tips and tools and advice, and they also share their story, and it is so beautiful. It was just so refreshing to have this conversation. I learned a lot personally uh, from this conversation, and I hope you do as well. Vicky mentions a few links, a few books. All of that is going to be mentioned in the show notes down below. And yeah, I, I really just want to say to all the listeners, thank you for joining me in this conversation of discovering what real love is and lasting love is and how we can actually make a relationship work in the long term. I pulled my Instagram story the other day and many of you said you didn't have an example of that type of a love in your life. And that's exactly why I made this series. So if you're looking for that inspiration or just that example, on the weekly, I'm going to be interviewing couples who have been together for decades and still passionately in love and made it work. Um, and as we go on this journey together, I'm learning things and I'm seeing the patterns and, you know, I'm partially selfishly uh, doing this series as well because it's something that I inspire for in my life. And so... Without further ado, welcome this beautiful, goofy, amazing, loving couple. Uh, and like I said, take some notes because they share lots of gold nuggets. And be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And let's dive into the conversation. I am really excited to talk to both of y'all. Um, I've heard some amazing things about y'all as a couple and how beautiful uh, and harmonious your relationship is. But I want to start from the beginning. How'd y'all meet? Uh, Good story. You want to tell or do you want me to tell? Uh, go ahead, Vicki. That's fine. Well, I lost my uh, central vision on uh, November 12th, uh, 1994. And I went for training in Portland to the Oregon School for the Blind in January. And I returned to Corvallis in February and went to a Sufi dancing event at the Unitarian Fellowship. And there. <laughs> and there. We had a mutual friend who had told me about the Sufi dancing uh, men's and women's like a New Year's gathering for drumming circle, music, meditation. Awesome. And I accepted the invitation. And lo and behold, he knew. Yes. So Seeing that he knew my friend knew Vicky, I asked, "Whoa!" I was attracted to her luminosity, and <laughs> I said, "Hey, what do you think if I asked her, you know, for a number, or would you ask her if it'd be okay if I contacted her?" What What was pretty amazing about that? I wrote a song about it. I, I've written a song about almost everything. <laughs> but I had, I was, I was. Uh, going through a divorce. Um, my job was changing and getting smaller and I lost my vision and mm -hmm. I came back from that training and I just knew everything was going to be okay. And so I was dancing around Sufi dancing, just feeling like, I don't know how, but it's going to be okay. Wow. That and then I saw happen. Murray. And what one of the amazing the, in in the song? Oh, that's Murray's phone. He will. Um, 
What, what's kind of amazing was that in, in a song I said, when I looked into his deep brown eyes, I knew I wouldn't be single for long. I couldn't see his brown eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you just I, knew. I distinctly remember. Oh, wow. And what was so, I mean, there were a couple of wonderful things. We'd, we'd done a meditation where we switched genders and they had us walking along the beach and we met you know, some men coming down from the the beach and, you know, how was that? And a lot of the men in the group were talking about, they hadn't realized how vulnerable women were. Mm. And, you know, and it's just kind of how dangerous men were. And I spoke up and I said, I have a son who's 12, who's a prince. And it makes me so sad that anybody would feel afraid of him walking down the beach. And so Murray commented on that really liked what I said about my son so if you if you want to get close to somebody compliment their children (laughs) (laughs) that's certainly one way to do it so it seems like it was love at first sight and happily ever after (laughs) it's well not happily ever after I want to stress that it it takes an awful lot of work and commitment and courage and vulnerability what was it like in the beginning? Was it was it like an easy match, like both of you knew? Or there was, was a lot it... of easy flow, mm. uh, a lot of affection, and we really rely and uh, we practice a lot of what David Rico calls five A's. David mm-hmm. Rico had to be an adult in relationship, and mm-hmm. that that led to some really good practices for just being in love, and I think we were very quickly and uh we we decided that you know this would this would continue and we planned on it and we we really surfed that way very nicely i thought um so go ahead well the uh, i and i told murray that he didn't exist until i invented him he only (laughs) he had a prior life yeah because when i was in portland um going through this training, which was just so wonderful because the people weren't afraid of me. They weren't afraid of blindness, Mm -hmm. lots of joy, lots of help. And I met with a friend and I just, I said, this is the kind of man I want in my life. I want somebody who will initiate conversations where I'm not the one who brings up all the hard conversations. I want a partner. I want somebody who, you know, we take turns and I want somebody this is awesome. Oh, I want uh, okay. someone to uh, make me think, make me laugh, and make me moan. That was what I wanted. Well, and my standards are really high. I wanted a woman who was, you know, uh, losing her job, losing her vision, <laughs> you know, and had teenage children. That's and, right. You know, same. Check, check, so, and check. Check the box. But you know, just the the remarkability of the human being that Murray is. I asked him just recently. Um, did you even think, you know, did you have second thoughts because I was blind? And he, and he said, what did he say, Murray? Not in the least. It's I mean, like... isn't that, isn't that astounding? Mm-hmm. He was, he's, I'm four years older and I had teenage children too. And he hadn't, he didn't have children. So he was a little afraid of them, but as soon as he met them and, you know, they're, they're wonderful humans. Um, but he's an astounding human, but we did. I mean, it was, 
Well, we, we went out the first date in the end of March. We went to uh, Mazatlan and bought a timeshare in uh, the first week of May. And I moved in in June. So, yeah, it was. Now, that nothing spells a commitment like buying a timeshare <laughs> together. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I, it's how uh, there's, there's so many questions I want to ask. But, uh, I mean, first off, how has it been? Um, how do y'all find uh, harmony, especially, Murray, I guess it would be more of a question for you, um, stepping forward in that relationship and committing to Vicky, uh, having her like being blind and having kids and that wasn't, that was new for you. Um, what was that like for you uh, to reflect and kind of help the men that are listening? Um, the the answer I think I, I would say is we we both learned early on that I wasn't a piece of a hundred percent or leaning in, you know, 40%, 50% and Vicky was 50%. <laughs> you have to really be a hundred percent your own person. And Vicky had to be a hundred percent her own person. So at no time did I ever think I was going to fix her or she was incomplete yeah. or deficient. And that means I didn't have to really worry about taking care of Vicky. I knew she was 100% self-contained and complete. Uh, my leaning in was about uh, learning how to be more vulnerable and not feel like I was macho or being controlled. You, you know, there was a lot of uh, self-learning going on about expectations and uh, just how to be real. Yeah. I think relationships bring that up for a lot of men. Well, and we, when we got married, we had a costume wedding. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I could tell it you. Was, it was so funny. It was the best party we ever <laughs> threw or that we've ever gone to. Yeah. <clears throat> I was a, I was a flapper. Murray was a, a gangster. And like a third awesome. my mom, I, Kevin, I'll send you the song I wrote about our wedding. My mom came as the queen of hearts. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was just, and we had line dancing and there was so much joy and somebody roller skating and blowing bubbles. And it was just, it was just fun and real. And, um, you know, what we wanted our relationship to be fun and real. And, and it has been, <clears throat> but we have five agreements that, um, and I've worked with couples and I, I have never gotten any couple to make agreements. So, <laughs> but, and, and, and so th these were in our wedding, in our wedding vows. So the, the uh -huh. first agreement is don't say yes when the truth is no and blame the other person. It's the anti-martyr rule. Because mm -hmm. you, uh, you know, if, if if somebody won't tell you the truth about what they want and then they get all passive aggressive on you, I just, I mean, how do you solve a problem? You can't. <clears throat> and then, and then, uh, so it was love yourself. Well, that's number two. And then love, love the other person. Well, which means you're always looking for the good in them. Take turns. Take turns. And the last one, and we are willing to bet that no one else has had uh, this in their wedding ceremony, the last word, the last of 
rule is uh, what, Marie? Own your own farts. Own your own farts. <laughs> okay, explain that. Is that like literally just own your own farts? Well, farts in all ways. Like you, <laughs> just admit it. Literally and metaphorically. That's right. Admit it. Mm. That's yeah. beautiful. It, you know, and it's made. A, that's what. That's the scaffolding. The scaffolding uh, that has. In fact, one time in in a difficult time in our relationship, Murray came to me and said, "Can you?" <laughs> I mean, I still can't believe he said this, but can we renegotiate that own your own farts rule? <laughs> Which, and I said, Murray, no. And that that's because he was full of shame and shame isn't you made a mistake. Shame is you are a mistake. And that was a tough time. Eh, Murray Lynn? Yeah, it was. It really is hard to admit admit things sometimes, and shame is a good barrier, or is you know puts a nice barbed wire fence around your heart and your willingness to admit you're wrong. Um, by the way, you know Vicky and I both have a, a, a therapy, a professional therapy background. So Vicky was a teacher and became a counselor. I'm an occupational therapist, uh, worked in mental health and drug and rehab drug and alcohol re rehab programs and and school, occupational therapy in schools. But that doesn't mean I'm totally healed myself. And we've both worked on how to kind of rise above and evolve as we go to be better humans. But that day-to-day, -day, those day-to-day -day agreements mm -hmm. is, is where the rubber meets the road. You know, right. I don't want to go for Chinese food or I do want to go for Chinese food or no, I don't <laughs> want to go bowling. Whatever it is, it it makes a lot of sense or it really helps when you're honest about the little things yeah and when, when we've come up with techniques one of them is a do-over <laughs> so uh and I, I did write a book called woman with a voice and there's a section in there called loving and harmony and <clears throat> i i wrote out a lot of fights several fights that we had because i'd never seen that done before where mm -hmm. It's easy to get in, but how do you get out? And how does you turn this fight into something that improves your relationship? So just a real small one is me going, Murray, I don't know what you did to this thermostat, but it's not working. And then Murray said. Went, Run away. No, no. <laughs> See, and that's the real fun part too. Murray, Murray's ADD and, and he's got this very unique memory uh but he said i don't respond well to questions that start with murray why did you what have you done at the thermostat so i said which was such a gentle way of bringing me back and out of blaming and irritation and i said uh darling murray you know night my knight in shining armor would you please help me with this thermostat and he said of course so there's a lot of humor but there's also a lot of being right in the moment and dealing with it right in the moment and healing right in the moment that's powerful that was the next thing i was going to be asking about was how you get through hard times i know you mentioned uh working through shame and stuff, uh, Murray, and I, I would love to hear just from my own perspective as well, just like what did you do to work through that? 
Right. How did y'all do it together? If it was. Well, the idea that we can actually say, and it's safe to say, I messed up, or could I have a do-over? You know, that's a that's a Vicky thing. You know, one of her. Can I have a do-over? So I'll rethink what I said, why I said it, but what you know, what I need. Here's what I need, or here's why. Mm-hmm. It's not just mansplaining. I really want to get to the how to un how to dissolve this kerfuffle or argument or conflict, and I want to have it work. Like you, you use the word harmony. I want to get it to work for both of us, so it's win-win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to let go of the shame around it. But another thing we do is a confession. So a confession is, let's say I am ashamed about something, even if I'm just thinking the thought, you know, uh, that you think I'm, I just, oh, we had, uh, I, I bought a computer and I was, I wanted to justify it. And I bought it online, even though we really hadn't budgeted for it. I bought a computer some years ago and I just thought, well, it was a good deal. I'm just going to get it, but I'm going to get it after the fact. Well, to mollify the decision I said, well, we only really, I, I told Vicky in advance that it was going to be only like, oh, three payments and no interest. He lied about it. I lied. Yeah. I, I made it up. I, I, I how did, what did you say? I, I prettied up the package and gave her a, a false, you know, idea about it. Well, mm-hmm. I wanted the computer and I just should have said, and I could have just been honest, but I was kind of deceitful. But after the fact, and basically I was, after all the shame and aggravation and we had a, you know, row over it, I was agreeing to send it back. And it was really felt dreadful and awful. And, but yet I was paying the price of being dishonest. And remember, and what happened, remember that when we finally, you wanted to say it, what happened? What? What? uh, Well, you kept the computer. Yeah. So basically, as Vicky said something like, is there anything you want to ask me? Yeah. <laughs> so after all these, all this aggravation, I said, is it okay if I just keep the computer? She said, sure. Why not? You're, you're so, it was just so easy. Right. It was just so damn easy to just say, be honest. Mm-hmm. It was and it you know made me cry in the moment i was like it was it oh. was but you know there there are several parts about that one it when murray said safe and this is what i would say for anybody you well i have i have little sayings this is one we're always teaching something but we're not always teaching what we think we're teaching so mm-hmm. if you want to teach the person you're with that you are a safe person to show your absolute ugliest parts to then you have to be a safe person. You can never yell at them or blame you. You know, you just have to be loving in that moment, completely loving. And the problem, I think, from my point of view, and that Murray has had a hard time letting himself want what he wants. He feels guilty. Forgot that part. For wanting what he wants. And so he felt like he had to sneak to get what he wanted. Well, I've done that. I know that one. It feels awful and it builds up shame. And so for him to be able to, you know, to get gently caught, I I was, it was like, I was angry that he lied to me, but then as we sat with it and he was just suffering so, and 
when he could just finally ask for what he wanted mm-hmm. was of course well that was that was that was really huge i i want to do my own little yeah. confession because um one of the things that I, that i've told people is when you're when you're in a partner partnership that's working you you get to know more about yourself because you're with someone who can hold who you really are. So my older sister, five years older, was a borderline personality. I don't know if you know what that is, but she was she was vicious and uh, just incredibly cruel. Lots of ridicule. Uh, physical violence, really horrible. And my fear, of course, is I never wanted to be like my sister. So I remember, and Murray's the cook in the family, which is also wonderful. So I remember, you know, and these are, to me, these are the the real marriage golden nugget moments. It's not, you know, those big, we're going to go on vacation. You know, it's the little moments where Murray's sauteing vegetables in the pan. And I said to him, Murray, but what if I don't control myself and I let myself loosen and become who I really am what if I turn into my sister and I become I can't remember but it was like oh and I want to I want to you know kill your soul and he turned to me very calmly and said I won't let you (laughs) I sobbed because I didn't have to play both sides of the relationship and I had to do that in my first marriage I was like oh Murray is a separate person (laughs) I don't have to protect himself from me or protect me from me oh my god Mm. huge 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 moment that's amazing yeah yeah I think it's taking taking that like you said, separate, like in two individual people that are whole in themselves, uh, or it's just, you know, you're solid on your own feet coming together and supporting each other. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Uh, do you have any like juicy stories? Anything that, that <laughs> also fits like that? what we're saying already. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I want to get in on like, what was something big that y'all went through? Uh, maybe a season in life together and how did it, make you stronger as a couple Molly? well we've had we've had a couple um we had we, we've had there have been times when i wasn't sure we were going to make it we've been together 27 years mm. and uh but there were a few times when i wasn't sure we were going to make it uh my view is that murray went into shame and couldn't get out of it and I just kept trying to be uh, available and open, but you can't do somebody else's work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And, and j- just staying put. And, and Murray talked about the five A's from the David Rico. It's spelled R-I-C-H-O. Mm-hmm. That book is so, and we've got our five agreements, but then the five A's, the number one is attention. You know, just really <laughs> like every now and then Murray will, will, uh, he'll, he'll, you know, all day long, I've been wearing a shirt and you go, oh, 
there's a big rip in that shirt. And I'll say, Murray, you know what? You need to look at me every now and then. <laughs> oh, look, a squirrel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so attention, affection, and we are really, and appreciation, we are both really good at constant appreciation. Uh, well, like just this morning, uh, Murray made a phone call to the city and you know how those are horrible phone calls to make and they, they, they <laughs> suck the, they suck the life out of your soul because it was a bill that had come blah, 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 blah. Well, he told me this morning, the bill had gone from 190 to $15. It's like, Murray, thank you. Ta-da. That was really great. You saved us all that money and it was a job I would hate to do and you did it. Thank you. Well, you got to be looking for that to see it because we, you know, whatever we're looking for, we'll find. <laughs> uh, so early in our relationship, Murray is ADD. I mentioned that. And I am the opposite. My brain organizes things effortlessly. Oh, those prefrontal lobes. Oh, I mean, it just, it, and it seems so obvious to me that of course you would do this first. And of course you would do this second. And Murray's ADD, which makes him very creative and great in his, uh, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but I'd never, I'd never been with anybody who had ADD early in our relationship. And I found out I was all, I was counting all of his mistakes in my head. And there were a lot of them. Surprise. Lots of mistakes. <laughs> and I was keeping it secret. And I felt like a horrible person because this is not who I want to be. Um, oh, it's just terrible. So finally, I, this is one of those asking the universe, help me. And so I got an idea. So I, I covered my head with a sweater and stuck out my finger and said, Murray, would you hold my finger? Cause I, I, I have thoughts in my head that I hate having, and they won't go away. And I don't really believe them, but I need help. Would you hold my finger and help me? And when I say something, all you can say back is, I love you. Mm. So Marie, about making it safe. So Marie said, of course, well, I found out later holding your index finger connects to some part of the brain. I, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, oh, that's why it works. Anyway, so he's holding my finger. I'm so ashamed. So ashamed. I said, Murray, I've been keeping track of all of your mistakes. And he said, I love you. It's like, what? Wow. What? And he, and I, he meant it. He absolutely meant it. Just and I said, save money in therapy. Keep going. So, and so I, you know, and I said, and I could, and you're making so many of them and they, you know, and he just kept saying, I love you. And finally, because he made me feel so safe. And I could get down to my core thing and my fear. What I said, Murray, I'm afraid you're not smart enough for me. That's when I ran out of the car. <laughs> no, he no. said, I love you. And when I've, I've shared this at workshops and people in the audience groan, it's like, how do you get past that? Mm. And well, if I'd kept, if I'd kept it to myself, it would have just been toxic rot. Yeah. And because Murray is strong enough, he is the bravest man I know, Hmm. which helps. And he's so loving and kind. And so he could 
let me show the worst part of me and love me. You know, what's really funny about this? <laughs> when Murray went Don't in, <laughs> no, I'm going to, when, when Murray went in to uh, get tested to, for ADD, he took uh, an intelligence test and he came out in the 99th percentile. (laughs) 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 Which was a surprise to him too, because he'd had, you know, school hadn't been easy for him like it was for me, but um, you got to take turns with that. You got to take turns being the person who can hold the field Mm -hmm. and love and share those things instead of keeping them to yourself. I think that's really huge. Oh, oh, it's so, so huge. But one thing I really wanted to say, Kevin, uh, on this talk was the the problem that Marianne, when when my blindness is the is the you know overlaps with his ADD, mm-hmm. that can be very difficult because when he moves my stuff, mm-hmm. and he's ADD, so he doesn't remember where he moved oh, it. <laughs> Ketchup. Ah, yeah. so, the ketchup so, gets bored and the refrigerator likes to move around yeah <laughs> you know so we'll make an agreement which is a big deal to me so it's like murray i can't see and it'd be really great if we put the ketchup right here in the refrigerator he's an ot this is his job he goes yes we'll put the ketchup there in the refrigerator and then i go back and the ketchup isn't there <laughs> and so, then i make up a story And the story was, he doesn't love me. He doesn't care. You know, they were all bad stories. And I knew they weren't true. So then I made up a new story, which was, Murray. this is Murray logic. The ketchup gets bored. And so he needs to move the ketchup so it's not bored. (laughs) And that may sound like a little thing, but it's one of those all day long, I deal with Murray logic. Mm. And I have really come to deeply understand we are two different people <laughs> well, and, re- yeah. and logic can coexist. <laughs> what is the sound of one hand clapping well you know here our being oh, successful in partnering doesn't really depend on heroic measures it depends right. on little things little appreciations little surrenders and compromises and the the allowing part one of the other a's the allowing and accepting i don't have to be in control of everything you know i i can i can be okay with with the peanut butter is in a certain spot and uh, that i'm going to surrender uh particular places in the couch because Vicky loves sitting there <laughs> or we're going to be doing foot rubs tonight that's okay yeah. every night for the rest of the century and that's fine <laughs> I'm happy with that no, uh, little things little yeah. things and those little things um if go unchecked or unlooked can oh sure. totally it's like car maintenance Right. Yeah. How, how do you stay present and, and attentive to those little things? Um, Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I think once once you clear out a lot, you know, one, once Murray knew that one of his issues was letting himself know what he wants and asking for it, then he can work on that. And then when I know that that's an issue for him, I can say, it, you know, so 
what do you want? Um, my blindness, one of the gifts of it is I have to pay attention to where I am, where my body is, where my feet go, where I put, I can't scan around the room to find something. <laughs> a lot of times I'll find something before Murray does. He calls it a, he calls it a BWSA, blind woman strikes again. Uh, but so I'm, I ha- when I am not in the moment, I trip, hmm. literally. Hmm. So, uh, so, you know, it's like, it's like keeping your car clean. Once you get it, you know, pretty cleaned up, it's you, you go, you take it to the car wash and it never gets really horrible because mm-hmm. you're doing that, that maintenance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to have um, differences like we have, you know, again, like I, my ADD, her blindness, if we're walking on the street doing shopping, you wouldn't necessarily have any idea that Vicki has difficulties with vision. But as we're walking down the street, four feet from the curb at a corner, the curb coming up, I just say it in a way that it's just automatic and as if the curb itself was giving her the information to her eyes. <laughs> But there are people, you know what I mean? Like people will sort of like drag her around. I hear Vicky describe this to me when, mm-hmm. when Vicky goes to like a dance or an exercise or something or a conference and draw extra attention and make her more helpless than she is, you know? Uh, but that's, and that's one of those like, just automatic things that we are in sync about. I think we're in sync a lot yeah. during the day. Yeah, but it, you know, Kevin, it really is about staying on top of it. And and I'm a real big believer in writing. So I do Julia Cameron, the Artist Way morning pages. Uh-huh. Uh, because if if I'm not keeping track of what's going on in me, um you know, it, it's, but we check in with each other all the time. Murray retired uh, uh, in October a year ago. And so we're home all the, <clears throat> all the time together. And it's really, really quite wonderful. And I am so grateful. And I tell him this all the time. I'm so grateful that I've been sequestered with you during this pandemic. <laughs> you know, somebody who, you know, I can say, okay, Murray, here's what's going on in me what do you think this is about? And he will, because he's a different person. Did I mention that Kevin, that he's a different person than I am? <laughs> I think that's a huge point. He's a different person. It, it, it is a huge point. And, and he will, he will tell me something in his words, not my words. And he will help wake me up to the moment about what's going on. That is such a fabulous person to be living with. Hmm someone who will tell me that and help me find my way back when I get lost. And I do that for him. So we, we take turns doing that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And I think given uh, both your areas of study and background, it, you're, you're probably really good at it. Yeah. And again, even with all of our background and study and commitment, mm-hmm. it, it's a daily thing. You know, it's one of the, you drink a lot of water, you know, you move your body and you check into your emotions. And 
own your own farts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I don't think it's just a matter of personality. You know, Vicky's done work with, you know, the um, <clears throat> uh, personality types. With Enneagram. The Enneagrams yeah. and, and other classifications. But the way that, again, we're in sync, the way we communicate, I don't think if you practice the other things, it works anyway. You, you can, you can be who you are mm -hmm. and have all the traits you have personality wise, but there still is a kind of leaning in being attuned, listening really well, admitting your stuff and having agreements that gets beyond any particulars in personality. We do a lot of play. Play. We, we dance around. <laughs> we were waiting to get our flu shot the other day. I mean, this is this is a typical story. So we're we're waiting in Safeway for the flu shot. There's a couple in front of us. There's only one pharmacist, and she's a little harassed. And so some music comes on, and Mu Murray and I just start dancing to the music in place, you know. Mm -hmm. And the guy turns around and goes, "You're dancing," and and we said, "Yeah, we're waiting for our shot." And he said, "Well, I'm thinking of a different kind of shot. You know, like a shot of vodka." And it's like, "Yeah, you know." So we're just we're just having fun in the moment. <laughs> and Marie and I both tried to uh, put a smile on that pharmacist's face and we failed. We really gave it our best <laughs> shot and we could not, we could not improve her day. Oh. Like you're saving lives. And I know what it's like to be the only one in the shop and you're doing great. You know, she just, <laughs> she would not cheer up, but that's, you know, that's the joy the play um, is really important playing. I can even just tell you know in this conversation with y'all that it's a big part of your relationship and just also your existence individually yeah yeah and and Murray is is funny again as a different person he's funny in different ways than I am and so yeah. uh boy make me make me think I really needed somebody who intellectually would challenge me uh not challenge me but but be, you know, we could, I could talk to him about, about things. And so, uh, in, you know, make me think, make me laugh and make me moan. I needed to have that, uh, just, and here's something I, I just, I really want to say this. So Murray is the shortest man I've ever gone with. And, and, uh, I have the kind of karma that I've had, you know, Several men want to marry me. Tom Cruise short, not Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, j just a different physical type than anybody uh, that I had known. Um, because when I was calling in the man that I wanted, I wasn't, I wasn't saying, well, he needs to be, you know, X amount tall. And, he, you know, what I wanted was someone, I wanted a partner. Mm -hmm. I wanted just exactly what and on our first date i think murray leaned over and kissed me on the temple or something mm -hmm. and then he you know i mean it, it was just it, it was so so tender <laughs> and and sweet and vulnerable and yeah it was uh it was pretty much love at first sight though and my my philosophy is make me laugh make me think make me dinner <laughs> you know um, <laughs> Uh, well, I thought you were the cook. He I, is the I, cook. The, oh. the, the other thing, you know, Vicky, <laughs> we are really committed to being playful, 
uh, humorous. And uh, just know that perfection doesn't apply here. I'm really insecure a lot of the time. Hmm. And maybe, you know, I don't know if it sounds like if I'm, you would think I'm extroverted or whatever. I'm not, I'm really introverted. Uh, And you can bring all those insecurities. You don't have to just always lead with virtue in relationships. <laughs> you have to be vulnerable and be insecure and admit it. Again, back to just being authentic. Share it. If you don't have a safe relationship, guess what? You don't have a safe relationship and you need to have that safety. Uh, but it comes with practice. See, you, don't have to, you don't have to start at you know the Wimbledon level of practice you start where you're at right how do, and, how do you create that sense of safety how do you create the safety mm-hmm. <laughs> by never by by see i find vulnerability really sexy it's so appealing to me when i my dad was an alcoholic i have alcoholism on both sides of my family i started my recovery as an adult child of an alcoholic in my 30s and then when i got my counseling degree i worked in a treatment center and i got to see people get well which was the first time in my life and in recovery it's all about honesty and responsibility and i just got hooked on it and i basically create a meeting everywhere i go <laughs> Uh, you know, not, you know, it's not like I tell my deepest, darkest secrets. I stop strangers on the street and say, let me tell you about my early childhood life. But um, I just want to talk about what's real for people. And and to be practical. I mean, you, everyone knows about the, you know, a dinosaur voice in your head and certain things are going to be safer to talk about than others. You know, okay, well, maybe you're not going to start with alcoholism, but it could be about what do you really want to do this year for vacation? You don't want your, you don't want to say, well, I really wanted to go to Aruba or Hawaii and your partner say, well, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> if, if you're there, you're not very safe yet. So find a way to like have your person, if, if again, it had to create safety, you get to, I get to say what you want, but the other person has to agree to not comment right away necessarily. Okay. I hear you. Maybe we say, in a confession, I love you. But in another person's vernacular, you might say, oh, I hear you. Okay, you use your own words, but you make it safe somehow, whether it's silence or agreement or, okay, I got it. Well, I, I wrote a book called The Radical Kindness Warrior Handbook. And um, my commitments are to always take action, never add aggression. Hmm. And so one of the, best compliments I can get is to say, you know, I've never told anybody else this Vicki. Um, I'm trusting you. I just feel that is such a huge, huge compliment because that's who I want to be is somebody that people can tell whatever they're afraid of telling themselves or somebody else. And it will have a safe port in the storm. Um, yeah so it makes for a very interesting life Murray and I have we have a very interesting alive life even though we're you know we're home a lot (laughs) 
but uh, our home is full of color and art and welcome and joy. And now the rain has started. Mm. <laughs> well, I can tell it's an outer expression of the inner relationship they all have with each other, I feel. I mean, I can just feel it from this uh, conversation. Just as a reflection. And Maria, I can relate to you a lot. Um, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I, can you tell me where you relate? I mean, I'm just interested. Yeah, right? yeah. In um, the insecurity thing, not knowing what you want sometimes, in uh, the shame cycles. And sometimes I like rec- don't even recognize that I'm shaming myself. Uh, you know, and it, it's coming up more in my awareness. And um, I, I just want to say, like, I really appreciate you sharing uh, yourself vulnerably. And I see myself in you in that way. And it's inspiring and encouraging uh, mm. to, to know that, you know, you, even with not being perfect, you can still make things work. And that's why I'm even doing this podcast in the first place. Thanks. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to say, I see you, brother, and thank you. Yep. Well, I call myself an imperfectly recovering perfectionist <laughs> because I tried to recover perfectly. And then it was like, oops. <laughs> yeah. I'm also a recovering coward. Uh, I made, I set a goal 30 some years ago that I was going to get a little braver every day. Mm-hmm. Boy, that has really helped. That's awesome. I think taking like y'all are about the, the little things and, you know, even taking like a little bit every day yep. and, stuff and how that's compounded um, in the connection that y'all have is uh, amazing, inspiring. So thank you for showing up and being you and uh, for having the relationship that you have, because there's no doubt in my mind that there's going to be people listening to this who will be inspired and oh, good. who got a lot out of it. Uh, Kevin. Well, and thank you, Kevin, for yeah. creating a platform where some people might actually listen and benefit from this. I know that doesn't happen by accident. <laughs> You're most welcome. Any, any parting words that you would share, like to share with, listeners about t- any tips anything because i mean y'all shared a lot but uh is there anything else well what's coming from mind to me is hmm i'm wondering if i should this about a friend <clears throat> i'm thinking about a friend of mine who's in a who's dealing with a very difficult thing with her husband mm-hmm. and she hmm, and she was asking questions and he was glaring at her because he was uh, yeah, I, no, I, t- I can't, I, it won't work to mm-hmm. not share the details that I don't feel comfortable sharing. Okay. With you guys. No worries. Right, you got anything? Um, I was wondering, just Kevin, uh, you might suggest, uh, you know, based on the kind of talk we've just had discussion, who else might, where you would piggyback from here? What, what's another conversation that a person could piggyback into or another interview or... Mm-hmm author that uh, dovetails with the things we've been talking about insecurity authenticity you know five a's rico confessions techniques for intimacy so if mm-hmm. things like that i don't know it that's just what comes to my mind and definitely yeah we, we're going to be diving deeper into all these topics um, i mean this right. is episode three as you're the third nice. couple i've interviewed and um i'm starting to pick up on the similarities and the patterns uh, excellent great you know, i just get to keep the research for myself and i know it's helping other people as i continue that keep so, evolving 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of this conversation, for showing up for yourself and for showing up for each other, showing up for me and the listeners. I really appreciate y'all and your connection and your love for each other. It's, it's inspiring. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome.